Hello and welcome to Consensus Conversations 2022, presented by Oak Network, live from Austin, Texas. All right. Hello, I'm Eleanor Paul. I'm here with Tora Bear, founder of Secret Foundation, an organization dedicated to empowering open source, privacy-preserving technologies. I'm also here with local crypto-curious Frank Stevens. We're going to have a little conversation about privacy and crypto, what everyone needs to know, even if you're not super into crypto yet. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. If you can't tell, I love talking about this stuff, and I've been working full-time in the space and on privacy technologies like Secret since 2017. And I will tell you that it doesn't get any slower. It only gets faster. There's only more and more information over time. So my best piece of advice for anybody just getting into the space is just you'll be overwhelmed, but don't get overwhelmed because you're never going to be more than like six months to 12 months behind the time about what's hot in the space. It's constantly changing. You meet an expert, they're not really much more of an expert than you. If you spent the next year of your life throwing yourself into these technologies, you can be just as much of an expert as that person at the thing you've chosen to throw yourself into. So yeah, it's overwhelming when you get here. If you're on the ground in consensus, you can see it. Lights everywhere, flashing NFTs, whatever else. But to be honest, we do have a space that anybody can enter. It is permissionless. Find your way into the space and then you'll find your home in the space and keep trying until you find something that fits for you. But this space is only growing. You'll find something that fits. Just don't let yourself get overwhelmed initially so far that you won't throw yourself in. The internet is new. Everything is new, right? Like the, the longer something survives, the more we have confidence that it's going to be here for the foreseeable future. I think the biggest skepticism people have about crypto is that it's really only been around for a decade. And that's not enough confidence to tell people this is going to matter a decade from now. And it was the same attitude toward the Internet in, you know, the 80s and then the 90s. And as long as the Internet has persisted, every additional year we see more and more utility. We see more and more reasons to believe that this is actually a world-changing technology. We know we have to earn that. As the crypto space, if we keep building, we'll be able to prove that this can be something and it will persist. But there have been plenty of technologies in the past that didn't turn out like the internet, that weren't that revolutionary. I will say, though, they didn't look like this. You know, this, this is something completely different on its face when you interact with it, and nothing has ever grown this fast as a technology in terms of how much it's dented the global economy. So there has to be something to it. There's definitely something here. But I don't think everybody in the world is going to believe it until they start interacting with it for themselves. And we're just getting started on that journey of getting the next million to billion users onboarded with crypto and crypto technologies. So with Secret Foundation and Secret Network, can you tell us a little bit about your mission, why it's important to the crypto space, what you're offering to people? How are you improving the crypto space with these new technologies? Yeah, Secret, as the name kind of implies, we have a very particular perspective about what is missing in the blockchain space. There's, there's plenty of people building in the blockchain space who aren't really focused on the things they're trying to solve. It's like they're creating solutions, but they don't understand the problems. So that's why you see a lot of projects that all kind of look the same as each other, chasing the same you know, short-term opportunities and money, whatever the hot narrative is. Privacy has never really been a hot narrative, right? It's the sort of thing that is a slow burn. But over time, the longer you spend in a space like cryptocurrency, the more you realize how essential it is to the sustainability and to the growth of everything that's been going on since its inception. In fact, everything to do with crypto has something to do with privacy. This idea of cryptography, this idea of public and private keys, the word private is in there for a reason. It's because some things are meant to be known only by some people and not by others. 
under certain conditions. That's how all of security works. That's how all of human commerce works. That's how all of identity and social interaction works. There's certain things we share with some and not with others. But up to this point in the evolution of crypto, everything has been public by default. Bitcoin is a public by default ledger. Ethereum is a public by default uh, smart contract platform. And, and so is pretty much every other blockchain you'll see built. Sometimes people go and they build a private by default cryptocurrency for transactions. That's Monero, that's Zcash. If you've heard those names, those are private cryptocurrencies. We don't do that. We do something that's really combining those two evolutionary tracks together. We want things to be programmable like smart contracts in the crypto space, so like an Ethereum. But we also want things to be private by default, like a Monero or like a Zcash is trying to be, because only when you combine that programmability with native privacy can we build the kinds of applications that revolutionize the Web2 world. You can't build a decentralized Uber that exposes your home address to everybody in the world. You can't build a decentralized credit scoring system that exposes all of your financial history to people. That, that's not secure. In fact, you get fined multiple billions of dollars when you leak your credit score in the real world, right? That's what happened to Equifax. So we're trying to build a different paradigm in crypto, right? The hole that's gaping is privacy. Secret Network is a privacy-preserving smart contract layer one that's going to allow people to build the kinds of applications we think people will still be using in five to 10 years, not just during the first you know, six months of a protocol, but this is what's going to take this technology from speculative to sustainable over the long arc of what crypto and blockchain adoption is going to look like. Yeah, because someone who deals with mostly the US dollar, right? Yes. Um, what advantage do I immediately have? So there's two sides to the crypto space that seem to be evolving in parallel, but they're ones that have the most adoption. First, there's that decentralized financial side, right? Where you can buy cryptocurrencies, sell cryptocurrencies. It's permissionless. You can do it anywhere. There's centralized services like a Coinbase or like a Binance where you can buy and sell. And then there's decentralized services where you can just connect to a smart contract somewhere in the world, exchange cryptocurrencies for each other. Like That's a very powerful idea. But for a lot of people, we don't pay for goods and services in cryptocurrency. We're not currently using crypto applications. It's not that interesting to start using cryptocurrency until we know what we want to use it for. And that's probably the case for you because most of the things you buy, food, shelter, are going to be priced out in the US dollar, which has its own privacy concerns, but that's kind of out of scope here. Let's focus on crypto. However, there's another side of the space that's evolving just as quickly, especially for creators and people who are concerned with the arts or identity and reputation, and that's this NFT side, non-fungible tokens, right? A lot of what's happening with decentralized finance is about fungible tokens, things that you want to be fungible with each other, like your dollar is fungible with a dollar in my pocket. You don't care which dollar you have. It's still a dollar to you. But your identity, what you identify as, you are not fungible with me. You're you, Frank. I'm me, Tor. We're not supposed to be the same. Now, non-fungible tokens in the blockchain space now are public by default, or they have been at least to this point. They all work the same way. All of that data is known to everybody all the time, which is basically like you, Frank, walking around completely nude in the middle of consensus, which yeah, again- hate it when that happens. Yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful marketing technique, but it's not exactly sustainable, secure. Like, I wouldn't advise you to do it. If you're doing things that rely on identity and reputation or digital ownership, if you want to own an NFT or create an NFT or join a community, that aspect of privacy is actually essential. 
And the only reason we haven't had it to this point is not because nobody agreed that privacy was important. We all do. It's just that on a technical foundation, it's really hard to solve. How can something be both decentralized and privacy preserved? That's valid. So we needed to come up with a technical foundation, which Secret Network is, that allows you to solve for both simultaneously. And now we're starting to see a lot of the products emerging on Secret that are going to feel like things that you want to use in the real world, like an NFT-based ticketing application that's privacy-preserving, or a place where creators can launch their ideas as an NFT and know that only the owner of that NFT is going to be able to watch the content inside. For example, we did an event this week with Kevin Smith, you know, the clerk's director and everything else. He's releasing his new movie entirely as a secret NFT. But he can only do it as a secret NFT because otherwise he's releasing his movie to everybody in the world who didn't pay for it, who didn't care about it, but he leaked it, basically. We're talking about making a sustainable creator economy. If you sell it one time for a million dollars and then it never gets sold again, you know, maybe that's cool if you're Wu-Tang Clan. But if you're pretty much anybody else, that might not work for you. Artists understand what we're trying to do. They care about privacy. I met them at Decentral. We had a long talk about this because they did the 101. Wu-Tang released an album. They said, we're going to price it at a million dollars because we only want the person who buys it to be able to hear it. So when I say NFT should work that way too, they already get it. This is how they wanted things to work in the Web 2, the physical world. We're just providing a path for digital creator economies to work exactly the same way artists already expect things to work. And when they discover NFTs for the first time that are public by default, they say, well, this is ridiculous. This devalues my work. Now it's for everybody and they don't pay anything. And then they just kind of cut me out of the whole creative process after I make it. Secret NFTs keeps creators in the loop of the entire evolution of that asset and of those communities. It's admirable. I like that. I like the sound of that. One question I have surrounding this, I mean, it all sounds good, but what I worry about with some of these technologies, especially with privacy, I feel like adoption is hard because people either just don't know that it matters or sometimes they want the ease of some of these centralized things. What are your plans for making sure people can get over that barrier of the technology? Yeah, I mean, one way is to go on a whole lot of podcasts and tell this story over and over and over again. But I'm, I'm just one person trying to tell the story of this technology, right? I, and I'm certainly not the only person building Secret Network. We have a community of tens of thousands internationally. We, we are calling ourselves, of course, Secret Agents, <laughs> Agents of Change for a Privacy Mission, but under the banner of Secret because we have technologies that people can use. There's two ways. One is you're either going to have to explain it, right, over and over again. But that's kind of tell, don't show. Mm. Ultimately, people have to use the technology, experience it for themselves, use something that's privacy preserving. And they got value from it, not because we told them it was private so they should like it, but because it unlocked something for them that they'd never experienced before. That's the only way you can get people to try new technologies. You can't just beg them, convince them, buy them off. They have to genuinely get something from it that they can't elsewhere. So a lot of the technologies we're trying to launch on secret and bring to market are those kinds of metaverse NFT use cases where, again, you as a creator get something out of it that you couldn't anywhere else. It's a new way to release your movie, a new way to release your music, a new way to build an engaged community and keep them for the long term. But it's also products for collectors. As collectors, we want to know that the things we collect, that we buy, will keep their value over time, that we have control and ownership of them, that they're special to us. So secret NFTs for the collector are just as valuable. We now have an expectation that because it's mine and not everybody's, because I can see what's in it and not everybody else, it makes sense that this should stay valuable because I do have agency over it. I do have ownership of it that feels more like real ownership. If we get millions of people around the world interacting with Web3 decentralized technologies that feel like that, 
That's the emotional feeling of real ownership. Uh, trust me, it's tangible. There's a reason NFTs grew this fast. And they'll understand privacy, not because we told them to, but because when you actually have privacy, when you feel that sense of security and the freedom that comes from feeling that sense of security, you never forget it. So why aren't we all just making NFTs for a living? I heard somebody put it really nicely the other day. Uh, so I'm stealing it forever, which is that a lot of people come into this space expecting to take more money out of it than they put in. And now is the reason that they showed up. But mathematically, that doesn't work. Eventually, somebody has to be putting money into the system with an expectation that they'll get less money out of it because they're instead getting a product or service that they value. Otherwise, you know, there's more and more money coming into the system. Everybody expects to take more money than that out. But that's a Ponzi. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work. Eventually, the money runs out because everybody's expecting to leave with more. Eventually, somebody doesn't leave with more that expected to yeah. leave with more. And that person realizes that the whole thing was a pyramid scheme. So a lot of the things that have scaled to this point in the crypto space have been unsustainable for exactly that reason. We've told people, you're going to make all kinds of money buying NFTs, making NFTs. That's obviously not my message, right? Like, I think we can create cultural value, things that are scarce, not because we're artificially making them hard to get, but because they're private to the owner, private to the collector. Those relationships become special. And because they're special, we're willing to put money into these relationships, just like buying an album or going to a show in the real world, where what we're expecting to get back out isn't more money. Like, I'm going to resell this NFT for later and I'm going to get all this cash. It's a special asset, but it's also a special relationship, both with the creator and the other collectors. Mm. That is the value we're trying to build. That's something worth paying money for, where you don't need twice the money back out to feel like you got okay. something. Okay. And that creates the sustainable economy that you're talking about. And the people who are making NFTs today who understand that are the ones who will still be making it in five years. And they will have, trust me, they'll have made plenty of money. But most importantly, they will have built the communities that will be leading the brands forward, leading the artists forward five years from now in a space that's only going to get much bigger. And probably more user friendly, if I had to imagine. Yeah, things really only bend in that direction because it's evolutionary. If your product sucks for users, they'll quit. Yeah. So the only things that survive have decent user experiences. It's necessary, but not sufficient, right? Like a great user experience with absolutely no differentiation or strategy is going to fail, but it'll get you a lot further than having a genius idea with a terrible experience for the user. They'll never last long enough to experience what you promised them. So we care a lot at Secret about what does it feel like for the user to use this, even if it's amazing and private and I can tell the story really well, I want it to feel really good in your hands and I want you to keep using it every day for the next 10 years, not because I want your money, because I want you to find something valuable that was built in crypto. Yeah. Sweet. What's your uh, soundbite one lesson for people new to crypto? Never stop learning. Never stop talking to people. You'll actually find that people are extremely open in this space, even us privacy nerds. Very transparent people because we want people to understand why we care. Just show up to everything. Talk to people. Trust your instincts. Like You'll know if somebody's trying to sell you a product for the money or if they're trying to sell you a service they know you'll love. Trust your gut on that, but if you trust your gut, you'll meet probably the best friends you'll ever make. And if, like, for example, in our community, secret agents, right? You know everybody's there because they care about privacy. You know they're not there just to make a bunch of money. They're there because they love this project and not another. This is where we're differentiated. You're a privacy nerd, you're joining the crypto space, you will find your tribe, but you gotta keep talking, keep exploring, and keep learning. And like I said at the top of this, right? You're never more than a year behind the expert because things change that fast you can be an expert in this space just for showing up super unique stuff 
how are you going to deal with competitors? If somebody comes and tries to be exactly what we are, try to build the same community we've built, the same products, the same branding, the same validator community, developer community, you know, they're still going to have to have the same ethos. You can't fake it. If they listen to this podcast and then they try to fake it till they make it, they're never going to get 10% of the way of where we've already gone. You, this takes a long time to build. We've been at it for five years, which means we're five years ahead of anybody who's going to try to do this. We're still the only mainnet blockchain with private smart contracts. I welcome competition because we need more privacy solutions, but I can tell you from experience how hard it is to do. Well, cheers to that. No, that's great. Thank you for coming on. Let's make sure we get everyone to check out Secret. At Secret Network on Twitter. I'm at Tor Bear on Twitter. Follow us. We tweet all the time about this stuff. And if you want to be a secret agent, if you just come to scrt.network, that's our website, slash agents, we'll take you to how you can become an agent for yourself. Just tell us your email and we'll tell you the rest. It's perfect. Everyone needs to become a secret agent, guys. Let's do it. Thank you, Frank. Check you it crushed out. It. And thank you, Eleanor. I really appreciate the opportunity. That's a wrap on today's Consensus Conversations. This episode was edited by Ryan Huntington and Eleanor Paul. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to tune into more special Consensus 2022 podcast episodes coming out soon.